All right, Arkansas, grab your coffee, get jacked up. It's time for another episode of The Block Talk. I am here with Ansel Lee. Welcome, Ansel. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you, Jamie. Yes, and I'm so excited because we met by chance. We did. In one of your favorite places, a coffee shop. Blue Cell Coffee in Conway. Yes. Yep, and I was wearing a Bluebird shirt, and I think you were looking at the soccer affiliation. You're a soccer dad. I, I am, and actually a, a former high school soccer coach uh, for 14 years, And but my baby girl played for the Bluebirds, mm-hmm. uh, the Mighty Bluebirds here in Little Rock. Yep, and so the Bluebird shirt, I said, hey, no, 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 not soccer. This is for real estate, but we ended up um, forming a little bit of a friendship there and sort of from that point have kind of gotten to know each other a little bit better, and I want to have you on the show because of so many different things, but the object of the podcast is to add value to our community, Sure, something that I feel you have done a great deal of already. Um, well, thank you. Yes, sir. So I want to start with your story and kind of where you come from. Yeah. And I know that you're an OBU grad. But I am. How'd you get there? Um, how, how did I get there? I uh, actually grew up in Conway um, and actually went to UCA to start out with. I went, of course, I went through all, the, all of the primary schools, whatnot, and just had a great Conway back in the 60s and 70s was just an awesome place. You think Conway now, but you think of Conway then, it was 15,000 to 20,000 folks. It was small. It was um, it was almost rural, you know. Um, That's weird to think about for me, just thinking Conway being a rural place. Really? And uh, we lived on the edge of town, and it was just really kind of magical. We lived, um, my, when my, my, my mother's father, my grandfather, died when she was two in a plane crash and he left her property which was on the outskirts of town and so that's where we lived we lived on on the outskirts of town with a creek running through it and a big patch of woods behind it and it was just the best growing up you know to to be outside all the time and you know you know playing in the creek and uh, you know just exploring it was just it was really magical it's kind of I wish my kids could have done that. You know, we we grew up in a, you know, we were in the subdivision, you know, in Conway, but um, it was just a great time. Yeah. So you decided to stay close to home too after after graduation. You came back, right? And you know, it's kind of funny how all that works. Um, I, you know, went to our, you know, went to OBU and and uh, I, after being in Arkadelphia for four plus years, um, I felt like Conway was really where I wanted to be. So yeah, I came back home, and um, at the time I had a I had a, had a little girl, and uh, so I was a, really a single dad, and um, really came back where my mom helped me kind of kind of raise her, and uh, so it, that was um, you know thank goodness for my mom. Yeah, well I've heard that uh, grandparents and grandchildren have a common enemy, which is the parent. So <laughs> I know that that probably is beneficial, but then there's those times that you're like, would you please stop taking her to the candy store? <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting, and I understand what it's like as a single parent trying to build, you know, a business and a future and an opportunity for your children. And of course, Arkansas is a very business-friendly place. There's a lot of opportunity here, especially for someone who has graduated and you're in a situation where you have a degree and you can go out and seek sort of anything that you want. So, what made you shift your career towards healthcare, which is what your background is in? You know, um, it's a funny story. Um, down at OBU, um, my, one of I had a student job. My student job was to 
write parking tickets. <laughs> Get away from me. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I got so, a second one not 10 minutes ago. I'm the worst at that. Um, well, now, you know, me too. Um, <laughs> um, but I wrote, uh, that's kind of was my first job at, at, to work for the dean of students. And I went around. I was not very popular. Um, but um, <laughs> There he is again. Yes, at, and so we, um, um, I did that. And, and um, so one of the other things that happened is that Really, there there was no computerization at OBU. Actually, there was like one computer on campus at the time. There were no you know PCs or anything like that. That was like back in the mid '80s. Um, and so the dean of students, the dean said, "Hey, would somebody go punch these you know uh, all these tickets into the computer?" And I, I said, "No, but everyone was kind of scared of computers back then. Yeah. It's kind of funny." Um, and since we live, since we live, you know, too, so, right. And since we live with one, you know, all the time now, it's just kind of funny. But back then, uh, so I said, I volunteered. I said, hey, I'll go do it. And so I started entering all these tickets we were writing into the computer so that they would go onto the, 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 the uh, students' accounts. And um, so what happened is that I just upon graduation, right at graduation, I was actually in Washington, D.C. and on a trip with the political science department with Dr. Hal Bass. And um, I got a call. They said, a, a friend of mine said, I'm leaving a position selling medical software. I know you've been working with computers down at OBU. You know, would you like to do that? I said, absolutely. I want a job. Yeah. And everyone doesn't like the ticket writer guy. So please get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back and um, interviewed and was hired. Um, and uh, I walked straight out of out of college into doing medical software. There was no computerization in medical clinics back then, or really much in hospitals or surgery centers. It was all paper, typewriters, um, you know, it, everything was done by hand. I mean, that has got to be a major for you just over the years watching the changes in that industry because I know when I go now, the doctor has an iPad. They put everything in the iPad and then their nurse already has it. By the time I see her, she's got the lab from the other guy. I mean, it's all the information is instant. And at the end of this year, there's even hospitals here locally that will have telemedicine where you can just log in and talk to your doctor. I mean, how has that affected your career over time? You just have to constantly adapt. You know, that's one of, been one of the most exciting things about what I, in my career is that two things really happen is technology has raced, has improved, and medicine has raced as well. And there's just been a lot of innovation on both sides. So it's just, it's been very exciting to try to keep up with both of it. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, from, <laughs> uh, from, from the very large systems that we had when we first started down to now, the, you, know, the, uh, you know, from a PC to your you know, everything being on your, on your, um, your mobile device. It's just incredible. And the access to information, um, uh, that the physicians can get to and provide. I'm sorry, Siri. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to include her in this, uh, this conversation. <laughs> sorry. Um, but, um, at any rate, it's just raced and has just been very, it's taken effort to keep yeah. up with it. Yeah. It's, and um, so, and then here in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of, with uh, the advent of the High Tech Act and trying to get everyone over to electronic medical records, there's been a, um, you know, just a huge push by the federal government because of reimbursement, you know, uh, that you've got to be on electronic medical records of some sort.
Yeah, which, I mean, you, you mentioned that medicine had advanced at the same time as technology, and that is so true, but you also said there had to be effort involved with keeping up with that curve. Arkansas is one of the leaders in both medicine and financial technology specifically, but technology in general. We've done a lot of amazing things here in this state particularly that the nation may not be aware of. Have you felt kind of the effects of that in your career? Have you been able to watch just the accolades that come along with that sort of fall into your field and to you specifically? That's a great question um, because usually what what happened, especially in medical software, medical software technology, most of these companies would come to Memphis. They would go to Memphis, they would step over Arkansas and, and go to Texas or go to Oklahoma City or whatever, and they just kind of leave us alone. But what's happened, man, there's such a, right now there's such an innovation movement here in the state of Arkansas with like Health Tech Arkansas and you know, the, the Venture Center and some of the others. And, and really, I would say even privately, you know, with like the Arkansas Heart Hospital, with the Arkansas Urology, I mean, and, and these and many others that are doing some very, um, you know, some some really cool things in regards to technology, some very innovative things, and investing in that. Yeah, it also allows for opportunity, like you talked about with your kids, growing up in this area. Now, there's so much more opportunity, I'm sure, than initially there was because we are known nationwide to be one of the largest agriculture states, and we have all these accolades for yes, we sell all the rice. But additionally, you can come here. Seventy percent of the world's med or the world's the country's medical practitioners at some point come through UAMS or through that university system of medical sciences, which kind of blew my mind when I figured that out. I mean, that's a lot of people. You know, interesting. I, I worked with a, a startup company out of um, New York. And it was run by a, a neurosurgeon. The neurosurgeon was from Australia. Um, he did his residency. He did his work in Little Rock. And he, he, was, and I, he came back here. was like, wow, I'm home. And, um, and it was just, it's interesting that really we've got some, you know, children's hospital. I mean, it's, it's really. And uh, UAMS, you know, and then the rest of the hospital systems, you know, the privates, the Baptist uh, and St. Vincent, and I mean, all of them. Right. Arkansas Surgical Hospital, uh, you know, they're doing some great things. And so we're, we are, we were in a good spot, I think. I think we're one of the best kept secrets in the in the country yeah well not for long so <laughs> <laughs> all work and no play would make Ansel a dull boy so tell me about you know you went from being a single dad to I know now that you're married and have several more children yes we have a boatload more children yes um, I think we pulled out a picture the other day and I was counting and you were right like, me too <laughs> right yeah so um uh now with uh, our new adoptive daughter, we have six children, and I have one grandson. Yes, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. On both, and I know adoption, you know, that's something in Arkansas that maybe it's not as talked about as much as it needs to be, but we are a rural community for the most part, and so there are some issues with being in a rural community, having little um, access to things, and especially when you're talking about adoption, we don't have the ability to house all of these children who are in the system. But when you get the opportunity, it certainly is a life-changing experience. Can you shed some light on what that experience looked like for your family? Uh, sure. It, it, um, you know, I've, I've been a part of, actually, since I graduated from OBU, I got, was a part of the Arkansas Baptist Children, Children's Home System, where I actually sat on the board. But what that allowed me to do is just to really see the kids. And actually, I started out as a child sponsor, where I just sponsored uh, a child and and but you know, would get to know them and as you know after, after we got especially after 
um, my wife and I got married, we were more involved and, and uh, we got to know the, the kids. And then, and then fast forward to about five years ago, I was asked to be on the board at Soaring Wings Ranch, uh, which is just north of Little Rock, um, east of Conway, in, in Enola, the area. Um, and really what they do is take care of kids that are there th through no fault of their own and more of a foster care type situation, more of a group home. And uh, we got involved, I was on the board, um, but we thought we'd do a little bit more. We thought, you know, since I'd done, we'd done, we'd kind of sponsored kids in the past, we would thought we might do this program called Extended Family. And, uh, and what that means is that for one weekend out of a month, uh, we'd have a child come stay with us. And, and say a one weekend out of the month and for a week during the summer and a week at Christmas, they would come hang out with us and just be part of our family, you know? And just, we just gave them a place to, you know, like I've said, eat pizza, you know, watch TV, watch movies, play with our dogs. We got lots of dogs. <laughs> um, it's funny how that works. But, um, and so we did that and yeah. we, we got a little girl and, and she was nine years old and she, we just got to know her and she just, you know, she just was one, she would just drug her to soccer games and just everywhere, you know, our family went. I mean, she would just drug her with us, yeah, you know. Just in and, the fold. Yeah, truly. And, um, here about two years ago, she tried to get adopted again, and she'd been in the foster care system since she was two, and uh, that didn't work out. She was stuck and didn't have any place to go. We're like, what do we do, you know? And so we, after much prayer, and, and uh, we, uh, we talked about it as a family, that we would, we would, you know, we'd we would come and, and take her on as a provisional foster home. It just really kind of for a period of time. Yeah. And now, now, that was about two years ago, and uh, within a year, she, you know, we became a full foster home. We got approved as a full, uh, uh, whatever you call it, uh, uh, approved, whatever you, um, but um, we became a foster home and uh, and about a year ago, she said that she told her counselor she wanted to be wanted us to adopt her, and so we were like, "Wow!" So we thought about that and talked to her. We talked to her. I, I, I actually <laughs> actually made her write, write a paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's like, "Wait a minute, yeah. I'm not sure." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Write me a paper. Can you put that? Reduce it to writing. Would you yeah. write that out?" And just and it was just the most awesome thing. And and so we inquired and. Um, and really, and now, as of September the 20th, uh, she is now, we've adopted her. Yeah. So She's it, a beautiful girl. Yeah, she's, now she's 14. Yeah. You know, so that's um, it's pretty exciting. And, and our, our deal is that we, uh, she loves to drive the car. And so we drive almost every day. Um, she's, she's a really good driver. And, um, but we get to spend some cool time together you know, riding in that car, talking, and and, uh, and me trying not to, you know, um, holler too much, you know. No, she wheel. actually she does a great <laughs> job. I'm just real proud of her. Well, and what's great about it is Soaring Wings, the program itself, if you haven't heard of it or if you haven't seen anything about it, get on Facebook, look them up. Yeah. We recently had a large banquet I saw, and it's just a celebration of the things they're doing in our state, and it's a major, you know, like what you've done as a family is put, bringing someone into the fold like that that doesn't, 
already have an opportunity to thrive and to have a family support them. Any endeavor that she takes from this point forward is going to feel supported and there's going to be someone behind it. And changing one life can certainly change the lives of many others, as you've seen in the past. I mean, Mm. a lot of things I notice people come from hardship are typically so much more driven to follow their dreams and to complete a goal because they just can't believe they've been given this opportunity. Does that feel like the way that she has kind of taken life on since then? You know, the, the, the coolest thing has been the effect it's had on my kids. Yeah. You know, it, it has really had an impact that you, know, you could only talk about this kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, but unless you live it, it, I mean, you get to fully appreciate and compassion. Yeah. And, and have it affect you. And uh, so, and those around us, uh, we were in a small group um, uh, at, at church. I actually lead a small group, and um, they've been a part of it as well, and, and that's been just really cool to be able to share. And I'd say, our, I'd say beside the small group, I've had, um, you know, my, my, Leslie's parents are still alive, and so she's got grandparents, and, and so they're just close and loving, and so they've been impacted as well. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you are the, the man of many things. You kind of move from project to project, and that's more, of course, in your personal life and in your past. I know you've even written a book that people can buy on Amazon or go down to Blue Cell. has several copies there down at the tech park. Um, don't, don't show them this. Um, but <laughs> 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 but uh, Blue Cell at the tech park has copies of Common Grounds. Can you yeah. tell me what inspired you to write a book about coffee shop working? You know, it's, it's, it's really funny because I had – had written a book. Meet some uh, great uh, people in coffee shops. <laughs> you do, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the net. Well, uh, the networking aspect there is just uh, incredible. Um, but you know, I had written a book uh, the year before. I wrote Common Grounds, uh, and it was just more geared around healthcare. Sorry, it was around cybersecurity for healthcare. It was very, it's very pretty much just a small ebook that I put out and it was it was that was uh, actually endorsed and pushed out by the Arkansas Medical Society so yeah I I didn't charge for it it was a free deal and so the next year I thought I would write write something on you know at the time I was going to write it on healthcare marketing and and then I started and I thought I started writing and I thought gosh what I want to do that for (laughs) (laughs) I already do this every day at work (laughs) So I thought, well, let's write about something that I love. I think there's kind of a, a niche here, you know. Um, so I've, I felt like since I had been an entrepreneur and, and really have used coffee shops to really start my business uh, and to work out of, I thought it was just something I really wanted to talk about. And uh, so I wrote Common Grounds and kind of wrote, and, and it was just, it's been a lot of fun. And it's uh, at one, at that several times during the, the course of time on Amazon, we've been number one. That's amazing. Uh, which is just, it's, it was just, it took a lot of, I mean, that takes a lot of effort. But to self-publish, to write and self-publish is a whole game within itself. And, right. And, uh, and I learned a lot. Yeah. And what's, it's a great book. I had a chance to pick it up between our last meeting and this one. Uh, you and, did. Yeah. And what's funny is I think it's just great the way that that works because I went to the coffee shop to have a meeting <laughs> about <laughs> real estate. And I walked in, I thought, oh, I'm interviewing him next week. I ought to pick this up. <laughs> and so it was an opportunity for me to get to know you even on a, on a different level. And what I found is that 
that's what our that's what our whole society, at least in my group, that's what we do. We go to Nexus, we go to Blue Cell, we go to Zateo, we go to all these local places, and we sit down and we have a connection with somebody else, and we learn who they are and what they're about, and then we spur business from there. And sometimes it's not even business, it's that relationship, and that's kind of how we met. I mean, we were in the same place doing two completely different things, had no business uh, with one another, and here we are. Wow. It, it is... Um you know, it. it I, I just, I, I love it because, in I really do believe it's neutral ground. I believe it's uh, common, common grounds. grounds. <laughs> I mean, not, not, you know, to be punny, but, but it. I, I really think that it. It just is very allows you to be yourself. You're not, you know, anything else, and people can relax, and uh, it's just a very natural place uh, to meet folks to do business. It's and have I'm just amazed how many you know, the largest deals I've ever signed have been in a coffee shop. Yeah, you know what? Me too. And I didn't really think about that till just now. But some of the yeah. best contacts I've ever made have been sitting across the cup of coffee. So I'm already a self-published author. I've already made impacts in lives all around the state, especially, namely one that's in my family. I've already built a family and have a family history in Conway. So. I've already had a successful career in medica- medical, so what are you doing now? Well, um, tomorrow I'm riding a, a mountain bike uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, up around Heber Springs in my first gravel bike race. Um, Boy, you don't stay bored, do you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well it, uh, I've been riding a bike here probably since the first of the year, but, uh, you know, health and fitness is you know, is big deal. Um, it just so happens that the guys in my home group are big cyclists, and some of the and, and, uh, the funny thing, probably some of the biggest cyclists in the state of Arkansas. So they've got me on a bike, you know, riding, and um, so tomorrow I ride my first ride, race, ride race, uh, on, a, on a gravel race called the Diamond Bluff Bonanza, uh, which is uh, just south of uh, Heber Springs, north north of Quitman. I'm not going to lie, that sounds very challenging. It's one thing to ride a bike on asphalt, but gravel is a whole other thing. It, um, you know, just tell me you practice. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to I'm going to practice this afternoon. So, uh, but I've been riding for you know again for the last, um, gosh, almost ten, eleven months. So, well, we wish you luck in that. Well, thanks. But what about professionally? What's going on with your Winrock? Yeah, uh, yeah. Company? You know, I took the first of the year. We took an idea through. Um, through the, the Delta I fund through Winrock. And um, it was it was a great experience. And it's just, um, and, and I still, uh, matter of fact, I, I meet Monday with my Innovate team at, at Winrock. So I stay connected with them and get um, and get insight from, from those guys. But we've uh, really developed uh, an idea in regards to healthcare technology, which we think is unique. We've, we've developed some processes for selection of software not only selection but assessment selection implementation we've built this process that um that we're trying to take to market and uh, so and actually we've got several clients uh arkansas surgical hospital arkansas urology radiology consultants and others uh, i mean and you're the authority on this like i don't i don't really there's no one else that can really compare to this because you have been in healthcare technology since the whole room was a computer. So it has to be, I mean, very, very rewarding for you now to be able to look at this process and implement it into your medical community. Oh, it is. And, you know, it, 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 about three or four years ago, I had 
um, the both CEOs of Arkansas Surgical Hospital and Arkansas Urology take me to lunch, and, and I really credit them. Uh, they they took me to lunch and said, "All right, Ansel, we we don't want you to sell us anything, okay? We want you to get on the other side of the desk and help us select something." And so from sitting on that side of the desk, I mean, because you, you know all the tips and tricks, and you know what everybody's what everybody's trying to do and what their slant is and mm-hmm. and you know when also when it's a good time to buy so you can get a discount right you know, um be ahead of the <clears throat> curve too because technology is something that changes so quickly that you could buy in today and then tomorrow a better product is here absolutely netflix it, used to be like red box right i mean you would go and pick up the movie from the box and i know there's still red boxes out there but then right. all of a sudden you can just get the movies mailed to you I mean, I don't know about you, but I am lazy when I want to watch a movie. I'm not driving in the McDonald's to check it out if I can just order it. I'm telling you, the 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 uh, advent. I've just installed about three or four Roku's here lately, um, in either my my <laughs> my 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 mom and my my stepdad went to a uh, assisted living, and my 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 stepdad had to have uh, the um, he had to watch the Texas Rangers. <laughs> And he had to have the, the Longhorn Network, you know, and, and then they had to have all their shows. And so before I knew it, I'm, I'm installing Roku's all over this assisted living place. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but and uh, it's just everything streaming, you know, yeah. you, you can just get everything you want, mm-hmm. you know, right streaming. So it's, I mean, it's incredible. But that happens in I mean, healthcare too. I mean, you, you take that same thing and you look over into healthcare, and um, and just see, you know, look into the future. And there's a lot of Healthcare <laughs> historically lags behind everything else, uh, and, and probably, in a, you know, probably in a for a good reason uh, to let things kind of play out or get the bugs worked out or get processes worked out. So, um, so there's some great innovation, and I've I've had several companies again since we did this Delta iPhone uh, launch here in September. I've had just a ton. They they hit my LinkedIn page. And um, and and contact me. It's mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, I'm and I, I am just um, uh, uh, impressed with how LinkedIn works. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's like the Facebook for professionals. And really, I, I love LinkedIn because it's one of those things where I'll do an interview with someone like you or just anybody, and I'll get this message saying, "Hey, what about this person?" They add so much value to the community, and it's just amazing. And you don't get that on any other platform, so I really enjoy that as well. And there's a lot of innovation with entrepreneurs, and so I'm sure you see that all the time with healthcare. You see these young people coming in, or even older people coming in with these great ideas that could potentially shift the way that we do things. You mentioned that medical can sometimes be behind with technology and it's interesting because what I was thinking in my head is the all-encompassing nature of healthcare. So I'm at the doctor the other day and I'm washing my hands and I'm thinking I bet it was so relieving for doctors to be able to go boop and get the soap on their hand you know boop and get the soap out of the water instead of touching the handle and touching the dispenser and that's just a small piece of then taking an iPad and being telemedicine with your patients. I mean it just encompasses every little thing. Mm. You must stay busy. There's a lot of opportunity to yeah. do to a lot of I mean from you know from care to um, uh, the, the, to the care of patients to really on the the physician side of it that you're getting your documentation right and uh, that you're tracking things correctly to t- give good care to your patients um, and to be able to communicate with them you know yeah. that's a that's a <laughs> you know that's one of the things I see that uh, that I'm working on right now is you know really. You know, trying to get through the the call system, if you will, to get to the to get to the doctor, to the nurse, 
uh, to get your, your questions answered. I, I think that is some, that's going to be an area that you see in the future that uh, will be automated even more. Yeah, which is exciting. And then also, like, I'm medically terrified of everything. So just, I mean, admission, when it's, like, medical, I'm going, oh, <laughs> not my area. Because it's just amazing to me the way that doctors look at problems and they can address them from so many different directions. And there's so many different opinions on how to handle care and what medicine works and what, what natural remedy works. And it's just the most incredible industry. So I don't envy you because I know that there's probably a lot to sort through and a lot to figure out when you're weighing what's the best thing, especially with funding. What's the best thing to put our money towards when, again, it could change tomorrow on a dime? Uh, for sure. And, and you've got to just really, and I think that's one of the things that we, that, that I do is that really I sit down with them and look at their priorities and, and try to find the, the solutions that do meet those. Um, and because again, there's all kinds of technology that's being, you know, um, that's, that's being developed that may or may not be in the end be helpful. Right. So I do want to talk to you about something real quick um, before we go, because you have another daughter who is just all over the place in oh, wow. Arkansas. Uh, she's at Crystal Bridges. She's at Magnolia Market. So tell me a little bit about her. You know, my daughter, Amber, uh, Amber E. Lee, um, she has developed, she, I, I was uh, amazed at her in that um, I didn't know if she would, I, like, I, I hope she's, she'll watch this and hope she won't get mad at me. But, um, but um, you know, I was like, what is she going to get a degree in? You know, she's going to, what is so she going to do? You know, she's, and so she got a degree in ceramics. I'm like, okay, where do we go with this? Yeah. You know, and, and, but what I, what she taught me, she taught me, she teaches me now. She, because she followed her passion and in following her passion, she went down to, to Baton Rouge and was going to get into LSU um, uh, grad school. And while she was there, she got exposed to, um, this, uh, this place called Grandmother's Buttons. And from Grandmother's Buttons, she learned how to make jewelry out of these antique buttons. Well, she thought, she thought, aha, maybe I can make jewelry out of ceramics. ceramics. And so she took that idea, and, you know, the first ones looked like large fishing lures. But, um, but, um, but now, uh, I mean, Joanna Gaines wears her earrings and they promote she promotes them in her magnolia they sell all her stuff in in magnolia market that's amazing it is and uh she was she, uh, what she's picked up by ann taylor uh she's been in the ann taylor stores as well as this um some other large hipster uh, uh, uh place i'm not really sure about <laughs> so uh but i'm just fascinated by what she's done and and what's so cool is that She'll say, "Hey, Dad, do you do you uh, what? Do you listen to this uh, this podcast called uh, How I Built This by Guy Ra Guy Ra Guy whatever he's on, on uh, NPR?" Um, uh, and I started listening. She got me listening to this. I'm like, "All right, here's my artist daughter listening to an entrepreneurial podcast while she's doing her work and building a business. She's building a brand, building a business, um, and." Um, I'm just so impressed by what she's doing, by just following her passion yeah. and just and her gifting. It's just been incredible. And um, you can see all of her stuff at amberelee.com. Um, but she's all over Instagram and Facebook. And and um, so, yeah, she's doing, a, she's doing a good job. Yeah, well, I'm thankful to her for teaching you some of those things because you are certainly ahead of the time for most 
most people in your demographic are not on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook like you are, and you're very easy to find on those platforms. So those of you listening into this podcast, check him out online. Go to Ansel Lee and look at his Facebook, his Instagram, the website, order Common Grounds and take a read um, and just take some time to get to know you better. I know for us, you've added a ton of value to the community of Little Rock, Conway, of Arkansas in general, and I appreciate your work, but more than that, your friendship. And I think, too, that you set that example for your daughter. You're an entrepreneur. You set her up for success, and it's just incredible to watch. Well, you're, listen, thank you, Jamie, very much. And I, I just I, I want to say how, how grateful I am to you, and I'm impressed with what uh, with, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I want to learn. I mean, you're doing some really cool, cutting edge things, and uh, I just and I and I want good things for you yeah, as well. well. I thank you so much, and I am looking forward to seeing what both of us can accomplish together in the future. But thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us and adding value. Oh, you bet. Well, again, thank you for thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, Little Rock Block Talk is out.